Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey, it's Anna. And it's Ashley. And I am so excited and so honored to have our guest today. It's Marcy Moberg, my dear friend who I've actually also personally worked with for a very long time. Yes. Marcy is an amazing energy healer. She, she is. is an intuitive. She yes. has helped provide so much clarity in my life and, um, and in my business and my personal life. So we'll get into all of that. I'm so really Marcy, excited. welcome. Yes. It is so welcome, awesome welcome. to have you here today. Yeah, we're very excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to chat and delighted to be here. And I think that our audience will learn so much from you because you have so much to teach. Yes. And both on a business and a personal level. Absolutely. I think a lot of what today we want to talk about business because I'm hopeful that a lot of our listeners are actually business owners, or maybe you're not a business owner, but you work for a company, you're a working parent. Right. And you know, all of us, I think, need to learn how to listen to our intuition and maybe just kind of interpret our intuition. Mm. And I think that you can really help, whether it's in your business world or, you know, your personal life, that's something we always need. Yeah. So before we dive into that, because Marcy, you talk often about how we can harness our intuition in our business and personal lives. For those listening and who are unfamiliar with intuition, can you explain what it is? Yeah. So intuition is what I would say. You, you can use a lot of different words to describe it. I would say it's your heart, or you could say it's your inner knowing. It's the wisest part of yourself. It's the part of you that has a wider perspective. You could also say it's your soul's voice. It's your higher, wider self, depending on what your worldview is. But right. I use those kind of terms to kind of get a sense of helping your listeners locate themselves within what intuition might be. And that part of ourselves is a, a center point for our internal GPS, really. So we have this internal GPS that can guide us, can guide our decisions, can, can lead us along our path towards both our growth and our highest potential, our greatest potential. So that's what I would say our intuition is. And it's, um, it's something that we, our ancestors really were deeply connected to, but many of us in modern times have gotten quite disconnected from. So that's really interesting that you said that because what I want to know, and I think what, what our, our listeners would like to know is what are some of the ways that we can listen to our intuition? What are the, some of the ways that we can listen and maybe what are some of the things that we should be listening for? Mm-hmm. So I would say, I mean, first people need to recognize that there are different, first we need to understand there are different channels is what I would say is the best way I can describe it. There are different channels of information that are coming into us. And so often we confuse what those channels are. So it's really important to get clear and say, intuition is a unique channel of information that's coming in for us and guidance, which is different than I would say the analytical and rational part of ourselves. Therefore, given that this other half of ourself that is a little bit more perceiving, sensing, feeling, that's really where we want to start. You want to start with a place of, you know, when you're looking at taking some steps forward, taking a decision, I recommend that people don't start with the hardest decision. That's not advisable because it's overwhelming. So you start with a small decision and you want to 
get a sense of what do I actually feel physically, sensation-wise in my body? What's happening when I consider this maybe fork in the road? And if I go down one fork in the road and I imagine it, I envision it, what does that feel like? And then if I go down the other fork in the road, what does that feel like in my body? If I have a sense that the feeling in the body, maybe my head tells me it's a really good idea. This is quite common, by the way. It's like your head tells you, this is a really good idea. This is a really great decision. And when you bring it up in, in your mind, you bring it up in your body, actually what your body is telling you is this feels pressuring. This feels constricting. This feels too tight. This feels um, a little bit scary. That's interesting information. That's intuitive information you want to pay attention to. So let me, let me ask you real quick, because I, I want to hear the rest of this answer, but I want to jump in real quick. Is it, if, it's, if it's scary, is it wrong? Mm. No. Okay. Okay, good. If it's scary, it's not wrong. <laughs> okay. It's just <laughs> not scary from business. No, right? Because sometimes <laughs> like with risk, we're talking about doing risk. Yeah. And for me, I mean, we, we, we have different types of fears when it comes to a financial fear is one of my greatest fear. I mean, you know, it brings me anxiety. I'm sure it is for most business people. But if I get scared of the risk if my body is saying, oh my gosh, you're just so terrified, but you go ahead and jump off that cliff anyway. Should I listen to the fear that says, don't do it? Or do, do I realize that it is a risk I have to take? Well, something you said I think is really important. The, what I hear in your share is that the information is, this feels really scary and it feels right, I'm gonna do it anyways. That's very different than this feels really terrifying. I don't, I don't see how this could you know, work, but then your mind is telling you, I have to do this. You should do this. When there's like a should in place, that should be a clue that there's something happening there that maybe the, the should that's there for you is actually um, your social conditioning, the ideas of truth that you think you should have, but actually don't align with your own truth. So I think that's really important distinction because what you shared there is, you tune into your body, you feel fear, but also in that space of being tuned into that, you feel this message. It's, it's important to move forward anyways. That is really an important distinction because my sense is that, and my own experience too, is that when intuition is guiding us forward, it's not that fear is not there. It's rather that there is this very clear, calm resolve that sustains itself that says, right. keep moving forward despite your fear versus other situations where maybe we are actually pressuring ourselves to move forward and we're afraid. That's a very different experience. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I also have a question too, and I think it would be helpful for our audience to hear examples. So like what sort of like painful decisions that have you had to make in your personal life or in your business that was based on you listening to your intuition? I mean, even too, like the ones that you didn't make when you should have listened to your intuition. Yeah. That's a good one too. I have a lot of those too. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear just like an example of maybe a time that you did and then an example of a time that you didn't listen to your intuition. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can give you one that I didn't and then later did, which is the same decision. Um, and I, I mean, I have so many. So one is that uh, I used to work in the government. I, I was in a tenured government job for nine years. Within about the first 30 days of being in that government job, you know, 
bright eyed, bushy tailed, you know, 20 something excited about it. Um, within about 30 days or less, I knew that it was not a match. I intuitively knew that it was. How not. did you know? Body physical sensations? Yeah. It just, yeah. it didn't feel right. It and for nine years though, you didn't listen. That's right. Right. Wow. So I knew it wasn't a match, but I didn't know what the other option for me was. And it had taken me um, more, a better part of three years to finally get uh, a job. So I had been living in Cairo, had studied Arabic, backpacked most of the region, had a lot of really profound experiences, came back to the United States and found myself both highly desirable by the government because of what I had done and also highly complicated because of right. everywhere I had traveled and I had married at the time, I'm no longer married to them, but I had married at the time a foreign national. And so it was, my security clearance process was really complicated. So I had waited, you know, three plus years or so, almost three and a half years to finally get this job that I got and, you know, had felt like I was in a holding pattern and, and, forever. And right. I think part of that holding pattern for myself, my recognition is that the path I thought that I was supposed to take, um, that my head told me to take, which was to take a path kind of much more focused on counterterrorism, was actually not the path for me. So when I finally got in discouraged enough that I finally said, well, you know, literally at this point, I'm willing to take anything. I just know I want to live in Washington, DC. I want to move there. I was not in DC at the time. I was working in in retail as a manager in New Jersey, where my family was living at the time. And through a series of synchronicities, this job came to me. I, there were different people that had heard about the job. They didn't know each other. They didn't know that they were both all recommend, recommending me, but they ended up recommending me to this recruiter. And so when this recruiter saw my name show up multiple times from different people, they ended up reaching out to me. That's how I got my job. So when I was, it, you know, I ended up in international development, which was a field that I never expected to end up in. However, in hindsight, I recognize as a greater match for me. And right, right. the structure itself of being in a, in a bureaucracy was not a match for me because I'm a highly, highly creative person. But because it had taken me three, almost three and a half years to get a job and to finally move to the city that I felt called to live in and to be a public servant like I had felt I was meant to do for years and years and years, I was consistently overriding that inner knowing that it wasn't a match because I didn't know what else what, what else to do. And so I kept overriding it and, and then, you know, the job was interesting. My work was interesting. I learned a lot, but it kept coming up. It kept resurfacing. It kept resurfacing. And my experience was over the nine years, it got louder and it got louder um, because it wasn't just that my job wasn't a match. It was that my job wasn't a match. It's that the life I had built for myself wasn't a match. You know, I had a lot of success uh, in, in American terms in the sense of, you know, I had a great contender job. I was in a top, you know, top-rated uh, graduate program. I had a, a house. I was married. That seemed like seemingly happy marriage to people on the outside. But really, all of it was really misaligned. And because I, the, the, all I knew was that it was misaligned, but I didn't know what the other path was, other than that I had this very strange 
fervor for everything spiritual and was in like I spent every single waking moment outside of work as much as I could and outside of my graduate studies uh, doing spiritual practice studying with different scholars literally like almost eating books I was reading them so much um, but it never occurred to me that that was my path it just occurred to me that that was this weird thing that somehow I had this intense passion for and I was studying all the time. So I stayed in my government job for, for nine years until through a lot of series of synchronicities and I would say an increase in the volume that I didn't have a choice and I kind of was faced with the reality that I needed to, to change, I had to change. Um, because I started becoming really ill, honestly, right, over a long right, period right. of time. Physical illness is what. Oh wow! Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I know. I know I didn't know that <laughs> you had gotten ill with that, which is interesting because Ashley, as well, not not because of her job, but as you know, Ashley um, became very very ill, and you know, I, I, you, you, as a woman, especially, I think you just pull push through your yes. illness. You know, you do, you just, you push through it. Yeah, and exactly. We push through our illness. We, we push through everything. And that's what I was doing. I was kind of soldiering on. I was soldiering on the path of what I thought was success. I was soldiering on the path of what I thought I should be doing because, you know, in a world where I, where kind of the analytical and the rational and the intellect is really magnified. Why, why? would I feel called to take a path that was a mystical path? And how does one take a mystical path that's calling to you in a modern society where the intellect reigns supreme? That was my, my, you know, I would say the big burning question in my, my heart for, for years and that I was begging for answers around and I didn't feel like I saw answers. And so I just kept staying in my government job and it's because, you know, so often we, we, the analytical, rational part of ourselves needs to know how all the steps are going to go. That's so true, especially mm -hmm. in this. But it's not how it goes. <laughs> right? Especially in the DMV. I mean, everybody here, not everybody, but I would say above average, there are more people who are incredibly smart. I mean, we really are. We, 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 we're higher educated in this area. I mean, just because of the jobs that are here, that's who we are. Mm -hmm. And there's a shirt I saw the other day. Wait a second. Let me overthink it. Yes. And it actually works <laughs> through for that's me. That's so me too. Right? Why don't we have that shirt? <laughs> we're going to buy them. Oh. But I mean, right? <laughs> it, it, it's so true. All of us do that. I guess what I want to know is how did you get to the point that you were more or a you listened to your intuition mm -hmm. but how did you get to the point where you were more afraid of staying with your job and not listening than to finally make that leap leap and listen to what your intuition was telling you how did you find and how get there? scary was that too right? <laughs> <laughs> terrifying <laughs> I, I mean for me it was the escalation was so strong i couldn't deny it so you know, I'll give you like some of the highlights of it. One was that I, my menstrual bleeding got so intense that I bled for three months straight nonstop. 
Yikes. And, and, and that has to do with like, I mean, Marcy and I talk about this, but like when you bring up menstrual bleeding, that has to do with like energy and your spirit. I mean, and like your connection with like the earth, the moon, right? Like, I mean, that's people think, Oh, it's just my period, but there, it goes so, oh, no. so much more than For that. women. I mean, it is. I was watching GMA today. Oh, and Dr. Sure. Jen Ashton is going to sit here and talk to us about this too. It's, I mean, yeah, the women, the, the physio, physiological part of a woman is, so like I like so I want you to, to definitely that. touch on that as well because yes. I think that's something that women don't pay enough attention to. And if you're a man, this is not going to relate to you. So yeah, don't get confused. But like, part of the you should you. probably know anyway. Exactly. Right. I mean, right. you should. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you happen to be a self-identified male partnering with a self-identified female who has a womb, you need to understand like those those cycles, those kind of hormonal cycles that people that people with wombs go through are very, very real and they're very wise. Um, and I didn't learn that until later when I started really reconnecting to my intuition. And I actually have two wombs physically in my body. So it's like, I, I was literally imprinted with so much happening there that I was really not allowed to ignore it. <laughs> and so I bled for three months straight. I was being woken up with cramps that my doctor at the time said sounded like the equivalent of contractions in labor because I would get woken up at 3 a.m. and I would literally wake up screaming because it was so intense. So that happened for me for a period of time. And our womb space is really our creative center. And so I find, for example, I've, I've worked with a lot of women where maybe they at their hearts are writers or creatives or artists. And when they stop writing, they start creating, they stop creating, they start stop doing their art, their womb speaks to them. They develop illness or dis-ease in their womb space. And that was the case for me. I had really, really extreme um, ovarian cysts and endometriosis. It, it just, and it got out of control. And it was something that was actually with me my whole life, which is also an imprint from some early experiences of childhood trauma. But it's like that moment, in a sense, I was re-traumatizing myself because I was not following my heart's calling. So then my body just started literally screaming out to me. And I had a moment in time where I was with a healer and they said to me, listen, Marcy, I gotta be real with you. If you don't change something, you won't live to see 30. That's wow. terrifying, terrifying, yeah. right? Okay, maybe I should be, start listening. At that moment, I realized, okay, I definitely have to do something different with my, my health. Right. I was still in denial that I was in a relationship that was misaligned, was becoming extremely unhealthy and was having abuse. Oh. I was still, I think, wanting really hard to try to make the government job work because again, how on earth am I going to support myself in a capitalistic society? And that's true. a fear yeah. of many of ours, many of our fears. Yeah. Not alone. That's right. So I think that's how it happens for a lot of people. We have this burning point where we have a wake up call and everyone's, well, I would say everyone's burning point is different. And for me, because I'm kind of a intense, extreme individual, I would say that my burning point was pretty intense. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not like that now. Now I don't do that. Now I don't just, you know, now I don't deny my inner knowing in the way that I did then. But I feel like I had to get to that much of a desperate state where my health was completely crashing, failing. I'm really looking you know, down the latter part of my 20s thinking, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to 30 because I'm having so many health crises. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna make it to 30 because 
you know, I have to really own the fact that my husband at that time is extremely depressed, moving into being suicidal. And I don't know if I'm going to literally end up dead because of that dynamic. Mm -hmm. So it was a really, really hard um, moment to face, but it took a long time. It's not like I had that message and then the next month I changed everything, but that sparked enough inside of me to get curious that then I started looking at questions around, you know, are there other, are there different healing modalities that I could um, reach into that could support me? I started, and it's really, once I find that we kind of start allowing ourselves to receive an intuitive message like that, which sometimes, you know, it comes through ourselves, but then when we ignore it, I find that it starts to come through externally. It comes through other people. So that to me was, you know, I was ignoring my inner knowing that my body started speaking to me really loudly. I had plenty of dreams that I was ignoring that had lots of messages in them. I had all these signs and synchronicities that I was ignoring. So finally, I basically through, you know, the mouth directly, I have intuition speaking through someone saying, you need to wake up. You're not going to make it. I'm curious as to once you did wake up, once you did start listening to your intuition, and I know this takes place, it, it's magical. There's what magic happened for you. And then, and then to follow that up, I'm also curious to hear about some stories of the magic that you've seen happen within the clients that you work with today, because you help them access their intuition. Yeah, I would say them. I mean, for me, once I finally took that call and said, okay, I, I know I didn't recognize fully what I was hearing, but I said, okay, I recognize something needs to change. And I started following it. It's just through a series of synchronicities, I ended up meeting the right teachers and I ended up meeting the right healers. I ended up, you know, having just different opportunities come my way that ended up serving as a very healing container for me, which included spending some time in a community of Buddhist nuns that I um, almost lived with. And at that time I drove, I had taken a break. I finally got to this place of saying, okay, let me, it felt safe safest to take a leave of absence from my work so that I wasn't, that was kind of like the way to address the fear in me. Let me see what it's like to, to not be at my work, to see what it's like to maybe follow, follow this calling. At that time, I finally had a sense because the right teachers and mentors came to me along the way and said, listen, we see these gifts in you. You are a healer. You are here to coach people. You are here to reconnect them to their, their soul. I, I was just in denial about that for about a good five years, I would say. It was about five years or more of mentors from all different walks of life coming into my life through synchronicities and telling me that. Um, so I finally got the courage to say, well, let me take a leave of absence from work. But there was still a part of me that I think believed I couldn't do it, which is how I ended up in a Buddhist monastery, thinking that that was the closest thing that I could get to maybe serving people's spiritual paths and tending to my own yeah was it like negative self-talk like who am i to do this like what were you what was going through because your i mean after five or six years of, of listening and, and believing these people what they were telling you it's it's a long time before you actually took that leap yeah <laughs> it's long yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's long <laughs> I, mean, I, think I think that's one of the gems and, and the beauties of my journey is that it's very real you know it's not my my experience is right. not like instagram that's story crazy. of like and then i leaped and it was great it was yeah. like you know, yes yeah process yeah <laughs> but it, it is a process and, and i think that one of the things that i appreciate most about you 
and I haven't known you as long as Ash has, but one of the things I appreciate most about you is that, God, there are so many people out there who are just like, oh my gosh, I'm successful overnight. Well, they make it look like it's never it, the it, case. It's never like the Martha case. and I talked a lot about so that true. too. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's never the case. And, and people who end up, you know, writing a tidy story about their spiritual path and their, their, you know, maybe, maybe there are some people that have like a tidy story about their path. I'm I not don't sure. know them. Yeah, I don't know them either. I don't think I want to hang out with them. I mean, they're not my, <laughs> they're they're not not my people. people. <laughs> and, and I, like, I need you to be messy if you want to be in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. And I like to share that because so many clients come to me and say, you know, I just feel like I'm not spiritual enough, or I feel like I'm not doing this right, or I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not doing enough, or there's just all of this judgment. And the reason why all that judgment is coming in is because this nice, tidy package of stories are presented online and they think, well, shoot, you know, this person's it's process so of leaving their yeah. job and following their dream was easy. Why is this so hard for me? And I'm there to say, well, I stayed in the wrong job for nine years. And for five years or more, I had people literally screaming in my ears, telling me what my purpose was. And I didn't feel worthy of it. Mm, well, you know, that's it. You didn't feel worthy. Absolutely. Of it. Absolutely. But there are so many people out there who do not want to admit that they struggle, mm -hmm. whether it's with childbirth, um, or even fertility. Those are two of the things that yeah, people just women. like, don't want to talk, they about don't want to talk about that. And I don't know if it's because it makes somebody else unhappy or we just don't want to face it. Cause I know that there are times when I don't want to talk about things and I would rather you guys not talk about it so that I don't have to not participate, but, <laughs> you know? So maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe we just, I don't know. Talking do you, about it makes it real. Well, I don't do you know. think people should be talking about their pain and the? I I do think so, and I and I don't think people talk about but it. Ashley enough. is screwed up, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a messy person. That's true, but no, like I, I think it's port. I think it's important. I think that we've lost this. I mean, I think that we've lost this humanness of who we are. We've lost this reality that we're oh, agree. in. And we've lost yes. this, I mean, even reality that, you know, so now I, I'm at this place now where I feel like I hear my intuition very clearly. I'm, I'm able to trust it very clearly. And still it's difficult sometimes and still it's messy. And still there are times where, you know, it feels, um, it feels risky, you know, one of, yeah. Many times where I may receive an intuitive hit on a direction to move, you know, especially when we were talking earlier about business, I may have an intuitive hit around a direction to take in my business. And that may feel a little scary to me because of all of the shoulds of business, because of all of the ideas of how business should unfold and run. And in that process, um, then doubt can come up. But now that I've learned enough times that my intuition is pretty much always aligned and it always leads me down a really good path, I, even despite my doubt, I will generally trust it and keep moving forward. Cool. So I, I'm curious also, like for when people come to you, like I know why I came to you, but like, what's like, what's the majority of your clients? Like why do people come to you? They're stuck. They're unhappy. Is it their marriages? Is it their business? Like, what is it? And then what do you help them uncover? And like, where do you begin? Uh, I would say 
there's a lot of different things. A lot of what's happening for a person is they're at, I would say, some form of a life transition. Mm -hmm. So that means that they often feel lost or they feel confused about their path. They may be facing a literal, literal fork in the road around which direction do I take with my career? Which direction do I take with my relationship? Or they may have come out of a, I, I deal a lot with clients who come out of a relationship that ended in heartbreak and they're asking themselves and lost going, you know, why did this end and why do they keep ending? Most of the time people come to me recognize that there's some sort of repeating pattern that they can't figure out. Yeah. There's right. Repeated pattern of, I keep dating the same people, but they're a wrong match and I don't know why, or I, you know, I feel that my job, you know, I feel that my path is not aligned, but I don't know what my purpose is. Or I feel like, um, you know, I'm meant to take this path forward to move to the city or whatever, but my self-doubt continues to erode me. Or I have a really strong knowing, but I continue to distrust myself over and over again. So it's this, I would say a lot of second guessing. It's a lot of feeling lost, a lot of struggling with consistent connection with themselves, consistent connection with their inner knowing, questions of worthiness, whether it's around worthiness of their purpose, worthiness of the relationship that they deserve, whether they're in one or not. Sometimes people come to me and their current relationship also is um, is misaligned. Somehow it was yeah. aligned before and now it's misaligned. And the question is, is have I outgrown the relationship or is this, you know, my quote unquote fall? Is this my part of the the picture right you know, why am i struggling so much to see clearly and that's really what, it's all questions around seeing clearly and knowing clearly and trusting themselves again and how so tell me about some of the stories that like how what has changed for some of your clients when you do help them see clearly and get in alignment with and start listening to their intuition mm -hmm. so i have one of my earliest clients um who i mean i felt like such a a blessing to be on her path with her because she started, she kind of had all of these areas of her life end up opening up for her. So she came to me because she had gone through a breakup and she was working in a government job um, in Washington, DC, was feeling misaligned. So she was, you know, not sure what to do. She was feeling this sense of, well, well, maybe I, you know, backpack around the world for a year, which I also understand because that was something I also had considered before. Maybe I backpack around the world for a year and, you know, kind of eat, pray, love it, you know, in a sense, like through the world and, and find myself again. And so she came to me with that question through a process of really doing some deep inner child work. We we did some deep inner child work and reconnected her to her inner child and and recognize that those parts of her were seeking some resolution. Sometimes for many of my clients, clues around who they are and their essence and their path is in their childhood. Sometimes it's maybe not so obvious. Sometimes it's obvious for her. When she really spent enough time reflecting, she realized that she had desired to be an entrepreneur as a child. And that's not something that had occurred to her. She had remembered as an adult. So through this inner child work that became reconnected for her. And she always loved making things. So she's really a super creative person. So she had this intuitive spark of an idea to create a, a maker space. And so she said, okay, well, I'm, I'm interested in this. Maybe this, when we talked about it, she had the sense that, okay, it's maybe five, 10, 15 years down the road, 
right? But I said, okay, well, why don't you just, while you're doing your thing in the government, why don't you in parallel start, you know, continuing to pursue this, explore it, clarify it, and let's see what happens. So she started taking steps in that direction. And the same time in parallel, we got clarity for her on Rye. That relationship in the past had not worked. And it was, again, connected to some things from her past, her early childhood experiences that were not resolved. So we did some work around resolving those. And as she started following this path to become an entrepreneur and getting curious about it, through a series of synchronicities, she ended up getting uh, notified about a competition to join to, to compete, to be picked by a business school in the area to have them help her develop, these graduate students develop a whole business plan for her and help her pitch to like a local shark tank. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Because they should come to me and talk to me about developing my business plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she ended up winning the competition. She ended wow. up on shark, this like local shark tank. She ended up winning a hundred thousand dollars grants to get um, her storefront open to create this makerspace. In that process, she ended up getting this kind of intuitive sense while she was with some friends that she had not made connections before that one of the friends that had been in her circle for like since childhood was had a lot in common with her and through a series of synchronicities they started seeing each other a lot then they actually started intentionally hanging out then they started dating then they got engaged and then they bought a house together and they're married and they have a child now and wow. her wow. whole life like that whole trajectory of going from what am I doing? Should I backpack across the world to then getting this grant, meeting her partner, buying a house was all within eight months. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So that's like how fast <laughs> wow. it works when you start right. listening, listening within. Understanding. It, it can. Wow. You know, I think that. It doesn't, you know, that's the thing. For some people, it happens that fast. For some people, it takes longer because again, it comes to, it comes down to internal blocks. Are you willing to release internal blocks and I feel like she had reached a burning point right. where she was so burned out and so tired that she was really willing to question everything yeah. and because yeah. she was so willing to be curious and question everything it, it moved like that um you know I have for another all those guys for all those guys stuck in the friend zone hang in there no that's our message to the guys listening today um, <laughs> Speaking of messages before we sign off, what is like a little, a, a little nugget you would have for business owners and, and people wanting to find and wanting to know how to follow their intuition? Yeah. Like where what, to start? Where, yeah. Where do you start? Even personal life too. Like, cause, and I think, and I know you talk about like, listen to how you feel. So expand upon that for us. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say, I mean, one, for anyone that's listening, you know, who's hearing about intuition and is a little bit of a skeptic, I would say some of our greatest thinkers and our greatest business minds in the world and across history have been led by intuition. And so, you know, for example, Steve Jobs, who ran, you know, right. the amazing company Apple, you look at, you know, some of the things that he attributes to his success, both in books and in speeches that he's given it all comes down to intuition and really allowing intuition to lead. So I tell business owners, and I also tell people in their personal life, you want to move intuition from the back part of your table or to like outside of your inner room to the CEO position in your inner table, in your inner experience. So that means that you actually are leading from a place of 
listening to your body. You're actually leading from a place of creating just space, you know, creating space in the morning when you're starting your business and your day, create space to allow yourself to tune into your physical body. And just by creating some space, you may actually have some insights. I recommend people keep like a little notebook with them, or you can also do audio um, recordings of things, but you want to have something, a way to collect some nuggets that come up for you. The ahas that come up throughout the day that may seem random, but then once you actually start to document them, mm -hmm. you realize that they are interconnected and stringing together and creating a greater vision for you because intuition creates vision. And we can't actually, the analytical, you know, intellectual part of ourselves, we can't action wise move forward without clear vision and vision does not come from an analytical side. The greatest vision innovation, whether it's in our personal life or otherwise comes from the intuitive side of ourselves. So that's what I would say is, you know, carry a notebook, pay attention to your body, create space in the morning or at different points throughout your day to just literally have space. So when I have time um, between clients, even if it's just five minutes, sometimes I will just literally lay down and do nothing. Or five yep. minutes, I'll just lay on the couch and do nothing. Not only is it restful, but you get so much insight that way because you're finally creating space for some insight to come forward. Whereas most of the time we're spending our entire day thinking, thinking, overthinking, thinking, thinking, analyzing. But if you're thinking, thinking, analyzing, overthinking, there's no space for this other channel inside of you to come through. And that is, I would say, much usually much more subtle. It's much more quiet. It's, um, and, and even maybe more reluctant. So once you, you do something like creating space, once you do something like actually connecting to the body, once you do something like taking a notebook and actually documenting these different ahas or insights or question like, oh, that's an interesting question. I'm going to write it down along the way. Then you strengthen that connection and that part of you goes, oh, they're paying attention. They're finally metaphorically picking up the cosmic telephone. So I'm going to keep calling. Mm -hmm. And then it gets clearer. Oh, wow. Over practice, more practice, practice, I, exactly. practice. I mean, like just from yes. my personal work with Marcy, like when we first worked together, like it was hard for me to really tune in. But now when I have a session with Marcy, it's like, boom, I get my answers very quickly of like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, like very quickly. And, and that's with, I mean, years of practice now that I've been working with Marcy. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, and like, uh, my life has changed so much for the better. There's been so much physical and emotional and spiritual healing. So for anyone out there listening, that's not sure like about tapping into their intuition, like look to like, look, come to Marcy. Um, <laughs> that's like all I can say, but also just really start listening within and, and all this advice that um, Marcy has given is this is gold. This is what's worked for me. Right, right. And, and this is what has worked in my business and in my personal life. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, my advice is to find Marcy. So Marcy with that, tell our <laughs> listeners, where can we find you? That's right. How can they connect with you? <laughs> yeah. You can find me online. I'm on, um, Instagram as Marcy Moberg. I'm online uh, with a website, www.marcymoberg, M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B as in boy, E-R-G as in George.com. And also on Facebook, Joy, Joy with Marcy. And um, so, um, yeah, so people can find me at www.marcymoberg, M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B as in boy, E-R-G as in George.com. And um, if they go to my current offerings space, then they'll see if I have any courses that are open, if I have workshops, 
And um, as long as I have space, I also take clients on a, a regular basis for deep dive one-on-one work, which is what Ashley was speaking about. That all sounds so fabulous. Thank you so much for being here because I met you through Ashley and I'm so glad I did because just even the couple times that, that I've spoken with you and I, and I get her newsletters. <laughs> so, um, Sign up for Marcy's newsletters. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I read so much and I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate the fact, I guess, that you're out there to help because there are so many people out there who, for, this, for them, this is like all hooey. You know, but it's, really but not. it's not, I mean, that, and that's it why it really like, isn't, we should all be more in tune. With we should all be more. I mean, people like, you know, I'm sure my husband would be like, this is all woo woo. But, <laughs> but like when I talk to him more about it, he's like, wait, no, I actually get that. Like, it makes sense. Right. Because it's you, just all this like, exactly. universe. I, I mean, we could go further, but Marcy, we, I feel like we could talk to Marcy for forever. Another actually, like six I, hours. This about is, this. This is like it's, this. It's, it's so weird, but I could actually listen to you and not talk. Yeah, which, that's so true. Which is, for me, you know, <laughs> on the shocking side. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. We're, Mar- not, Marcy's turned us into two girls silent. Listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> I would just say, like, for people who are, you know, skeptical, it, it can't hurt to try. You know what I mean? It can't hurt to try. Um, and it can help you with you know, big questions like what is my life's purpose to small things. This morning I was driving to a medical appointment, got stuck in traffic. And I asked like intuitively for my intuition and what I call my spirit team, my spiritual guides, like my ancestors and others for support. I work very closely with them. That sounds crazy to people, but I said, listen, I need a miracle. I really need to get to this appointment. And if I'm, you know, I'm I'm worried that I'm going to be late. So I don't know what that intervention looks like, that miracle looks like, but I need like clear traffic or a parking spot or something. Yeah. 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 And as it turns out, I looked on my phone when I got to a stop sign and the, the medical office had called me. I, and turns out that they had me scheduled at a different time, which was in the morning. So I'd missed my appointment. Here I am thinking, Oh great. Well now this is really a disaster. And I ended up calling them and they said, Oh, well actually we have, we have time this morning. When do you want to come in? (laughs) I totally believe in that. Yeah. It's like the law of attraction and asking for like putting out right. to the world, what you want, you will get back. You will. Um, and, and that's just a great example of yeah. that. I totally believe that. And yeah. you know, then any stress inside of myself just kind of exhaled and I said, okay, I can, you know, I'm getting there in, in the right time and it all worked out and I oh, found yeah. a parking spot with yeah. no problem yeah. and it was fine. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, Marcy, thank you so much. We are so appreciative of you and your time. And I know that this is going to help so many people and, and in so many ways that you've helped me over the years that I'm just blessed and grateful to know you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And that's it for uh, this week's uh, episode of Two Two Girls Listening. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week. All right. bye. Bye.